everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Go Global podcast. Today we have with us the founder and chair of Feminist Pen Foundation, Mr. Vasantan Ramakrishnan, an award-winning international non-profit organization with operations spread across India, US, Netherlands, and Dubai. With employees from seven countries, Feminist Pen has created partnerships with several companies and other non-profit organizations since its inception eight months back. Its one big mission is achieving human equality. Mr. Vasantan also leads a research and development lab, VASX Labs, that focuses on groundbreaking engineering innovation to impact human lives. He has received several awards for his work and has been featured in over 30 national and international media organizations from all over the world. We are honored to have you here with us today, sir. Hi, Ankita. Thank you so much for the kind introduction. It's a pleasure meeting you all. So on that note, let's start off with the first question. From starting a YouTube channel that posts cooking videos to having an R&D innovation lab, and now with your latest venture being feminist pen, you seem to have adopted the phrase variety is the spice of life into your day-to-day life. What drove you to start these extremely different yet amazing organizations after completing various degrees in the engineering field? Okay. I think uh, with the type of organizations and the nature of the organizations, more than that, I think it goes to the fundamental point of your own drive. Thing, you know, How that drive spreads out in your life is something of an application. Man. But for me, I was just somebody who, like everybody, noticed a lot of problems around, saw that there was issues, saw that there were many things that could be changed. I saw that a majority would look at a problem and state the problem and don't do anything about it. And they complain and they are unable to find a solution either because they don't have the time for it or they're not invested in the problem enough to actually come up with a solution. But I think I was just a little different in that regard. I just wanted to come up with a solution. And later on, I think I learned that I could even be the solution. You know, so that transformative change, I think, prompted me to start looking for things around me which needed a change. Started looking around. I was very curious as a kid. Like, you know, I wanted to question everything. Like, you know, people would call me a particular name, actually. You know, it's in another language. But that particular name actually simply means that I'm someone who keeps asking questions. And uh, my father would actually be the front end of it. I keep asking questions just anything, engineering and, you know, humanity, social sciences, ethics, and even dictionary meanings, like just about everything. And he would have the patience to answer every one of them. So I think from there, my curiosity came up and I was naturally just observing everything. I started seeing a lot of problems and, you know, me being part of the solution, me being wanting to be part of the solution, you know, I started coming up with ways how I can do that. And I think when I came to my adolescent stage, like about 17, 18, I started getting a more advanced understanding of things. Like at that point, it was not just problems, but it was more of, okay, this issue is, you know, the root of this issue is this. This is why this is happening. So I started understanding them more. And probably I would say like, you know, during my college years, I started experimenting with things, trying to come up with solutions for different things that I saw. You know, I think I started with just volunteering with different nonprofit organizations, seeing how that goes. And, uh, you know, just talking to experts in the field, just learning what they are doing and why they're doing what they're doing. And as a young individual, what can I do? Like, I'm just a college student. What... So all of that, and I think it slowly started me getting into more things. You know, I, of course, being a ing- strong engineering major, you are very invested in that. And engineering can be tough and easy, depending on how much of time you put into it. And I was one of those kids, I think, who was pretty passionate about engineering. I'm very very, very passionate about just about everything that I'm doing. So a lot of time was put there. 
But on the side, you know, going back to my volunteering and all that, I started doing things outside of just volunteering. I wanted to do things. So probably one of my first ventures is just my research lab. The moment I came to the US, I wanted to do something. So I rounded up some people here and I just started an informal group of people who wanted to just work on projects that have him. So Vasex Labs is an R&D innovation lab that focuses on projects that impact humanity in some way or the other, right? So the major focus of the organization is actually impact. So every project that we do, it may be for-profit or non-profit. It has to impact humanity in some way. It has to, the main goal should be to improve an aspect of it. So that's the main part of the lab. And Feminist Pen was the most interesting project that I came up with during the pandemic. Because the pandemic hit real bad and uh, you know, we didn't even know what we had to do. And some people couldn't even react because it was so quick. For me, however, I think the timeline of events just fell through in, in a particular way that I had the chance to spend about seven or eight months with my family. And that was, I think, uh, the moment that I would thank the most, you know, because uh, if someone settled down here in the US, it's hard to go back to go back home and spend time with your family. Like most you would do is like, let's say like a month or so. But I think I had that amazing opportunity at a very unfortunate time, but such an amazing opportunity. And that gave me a lot of headspace to think about because my work was all virtual. And of course, I was already running the lab virtual. So I think I had a lot of time in hand. And uh, one thing that I had always had in my mind is the cause of gender equality and why there was so much of inequality around the world. So as a kid, of course, I understood the issue. And when I came to my adolescence, I started understanding it better. But at this stage, when I've seen more things, when I've, when I've been in the field, when I've been in the industry, when I've found out solutions for other problems, I think it just felt right for me to come up with a formal way of dealing with things. And how I started was just starting to understand what other people are already doing. So the first step is always trying to understand what key people in that industry are already doing, right? That understanding, I think, can give you a little bit of direction because, you know, you want to do something, everybody's excited in the first few days and, uh, you know, we all round up a lot of people and talk about it and we all get excited and, you know, the high failure rate of startups actually happens because of this one reason. We do a lot of thinking, we have a lot of goals and everything, but we don't do a lot of organizing and we don't do a lot of planning and we don't learn beforehand, before launching. So I wanted to keep that important and I wanted to make sure that, you know, I pay heed to that. I started learning about other nonprofit organizations related to gender equality and learned what they did was the biggest player is the united nation huge but the other smaller organizations in the u.s and uh, india mostly just trying to understand what they did one thing that i noticed which was striking to me was that a lot of organizations stood for women equality which is an amazing cause i get it but i noticed that a lot of men didn't support and a lot of people even in not even in the particular gender community but a lot of older folks in the older generations were not really up for it much there was not a lot of support and there was actually a lot of opposition so i started understanding why that happened and uh, my research got me to the point where I understood that it's actually because it's a very specific cause which I understand why it's happening but the thing is there's not a lot of education on the cause itself so how a majority of gender equality organizations are operating is in a way that it's there's an underlying assumption that people are already aware of the issue and that we're solving but what they don't understand is a lot of people are actually not even aware of the issue some people are actually part of the problem but they're not actually aware that they are part of it. so I wanted to address that very point. So what I started with is educational camp. Feminist men wanted to start with educational campaigns that actually educated people at every level, not based on education, but based on age, based on demographics, based on geography, based on different factors. We started understanding what people needed to learn what they needed to. And once people started realizing that they were part of the problem and they could do something about it, we saw better reception from a lot of people who were very, you know, not willing to do so. But once they learned what that was, they were more willing. And once they learned that they were not to be blamed, let's say, and they could change something, they were more willing. 
so that's i think how we started and you know i founded up an initial team and abhinesh actually was one of the initial members i had on the team and he's been long here you know he's completely from end to end i think understood feminist and he's been a huge support you know so we've had some uh, amazing members from the start and our senior director and you know, our executive secretary lestin these are people who are rock solid members i think our foundational members who got feminist pen to you know where it is right now hugely thankful for that but uh, you know just just kind of the gist of uh, you know why i came up with the idea and how we came that was really inspiring so you just went all out and decided that you would be the change and um there's this one liner curiosity kill the cat but then that's actually just half of the saying it's curiosity kill the cat but satisfaction got it back and i think that's what your story sounded like so it was really really interesting to hear absolutely uh you were talking about how gender equality and empowering other genders is mostly to do only with women so mm-hmm. i think now the situation is slightly increasing where people are realizing that gender equality and empowerment is not just about the female part of the population only recently it has been associated with men and equal treatment of other genders so what are your insights on the same Okay so I think I do agree with you on that like I think more people are now realizing that uh, the problem is bigger it's not just about particular gender and I think it's more intersectional I use the word intersectional because intersectionality plays a huge part actually and when you bring in intersectionality I think that includes all genders and non-genders and people of all races and you know just about every other factor but i think the major impediment that we have at the moment is people still do not have a lot of knowledge you know we do have access to media we do have access to some information i think some people are following those things but i think there's not a lot of organization that's what i'm saying like organization in the sense of there's not a lot of people putting together these resources on one platform like one centralized platform like so that people if someone let's say has no idea about gender equality you know person a doesn't have any idea how would they start they don't have a lot of avenues to start something you go and look for organizations they're already on progress 80% so this person who is at 0% does not know where so that's some major problem that i see and that's something that i want to address you know that's that's my view on that particular you were talking about spreading awareness and generally with social issues people organize awareness campaigns and maybe even some workshops so do you think the same methods can be employed to spread awareness on the treatment of different genders Absolutely I think yeah workshops are an amazing way to get through yes and campaigns are pretty strong because campaigns are a combination of uh, not just educational information but more about it's done in a visual way it's done in a very action oriented way so i think that allows people to not just understand the issue but actually understand what action they can take on so we strongly believe in campaigns webinars classes and courses just about anything that can educate people on these things but one other step that i think we are taking is inviting these people to actually do hands on work you know most of our volunteers actually get to do hands on work as in like they get a direct exposure of what is actually going on why are we doing what we are doing and what can you actually do about it? so it's it's like a glimpse of what's actually going on and hands on they get to learn what they can do so that's something that we are implementing at feminist and something that we want to improve on a daily basis first you know getting feedback on that but you know just a new approach that we have one prominent feature of all your ventures is the non-profit model that they follow it's wonderful to read about all the great initiatives that your organization has put into play had you decided from day one itself that you were going to follow the non profit model 
I think so. For me, the terms profit and non-profit are all just terms that we have made up. But for me, I keep the cause in my heart. That's the only thing that I do. If I had to just be honest, I think I keep the cause in my heart and I don't really care if it gets me money or not. If it involves a for-profit, non-profit, I don't really. For me, if I have a mission, I want that mission to be accomplished and it's going to impact a lot of people. That's the only thing in my heart. So it automatically becomes a non-profit because I'm focused on the mission, on the cause particularly to impact people and not on, you know, any monetary ask you know i do have other ventures that can help me stabilize financially and can get me through but most of what i do is sound profit and i think i knew that ever since i was a kid i think i knew so we need more people like you in this world it's so nice hearing all your answers recently you hired an intern from pakistan through isaac's cross-cultural program making Mm -hmm. feminist pen the first company to do so through isaac oh amazing okay yeah the relation between india and pakistan has always been sensitive what made you go all out and hire from our neighboring country? Did you at any point worry about the criticism you might have faced from stakeholders? I think I would look at that as something positive, actually, more of an opportunity for me to be able to foster a relationship that has been historically criticized. Like, I think there's a lot of uh, lack of communication there. There's a lot of problems and there's a lot of, you know, just confusions. A lot of people do not even know what's going on. Course, we read a lot of information on news but on a core level though if you pick out two citizens like let's say from pakistan india afghanistan anywhere we're all basically the same thing we're all just brothers and sisters at the end of the day but we don't really realize that we're just marred by so many layers citizenship country of residence and all of those other things that separate us but they don't really need to separate and i think through this partnership we aim to do that like we really want to close that gap and show people that you know what this is nothing we're all just working for the same cause here and it doesn't really matter which country you're from what particular faith you subscribe to or what particular community you're from nothing really matters as long as you're tied to the cause i think nothing really matters and we want to prove that through this partnership and uh abhinesh i think wanted to give a few words about this i think i'd love to hear that so the particular point i think we, she mentioned because i remember we had a conversation about that like, when we had our intern right like i think uh, it'd be pleasant for ankita to hear that from your end as well just to your views on that. okay you mean five years right uh yes. like a recent intern yes okay Okay. So, yeah, as a first, like my opinion was like the first thing when I just, I think so I was the first one who had the, like who took the interview with uh, Fayez actually. So it was a really good experience because the first thing which as a feminist pen, our goal is our cause is what matters the most. So despite like we didn't worry much about the country or from where he is or even more than his skills, we valued his cause more than anything else. And the cause was also the reason why me and Vasant was also able to get together because we both were in quite a lot of similar circumstances a similar background actually so as a whole we targeted that but once he came in things went pretty well so like we were able to interact with him more and point out okay this is our goal and this is what we are going to do and of course right now we are all the projects of course uh, which we are doing right now is within india but in the future of course we are going to target quite a lot more countries the parameter or any barrier called country wouldn't even come here actually that's what i would like to say so at the end no religion because that's the goal of feminist pen we don't mind about caste or religion or country nothing so cause is all that matters for us and of course right now we focus on this in the future we have more plans to do get into a lot more other social activities so soon you'll surely see that i can say that for sure well that was great to hear i think more people need to just go out there and say it's not the nationality or the gender that matters it's the skills mm-hmm. and the cause you work there for so true, true, that was true. really nice to hear more than the Thank skills you so you value the cause actually 
because we feel that education also matters and i'm pretty sure that we'll be able to train anyone like cause at the end the cause is all that matters for us okay so um this was really nice to hear and i loved all the answers i got thank you for giving us wonderful insights into the organizations you run as well as how you think about the world i would like to end this interview with one last question it is sure. said that one can learn from others mistakes and i believe it is similar for motivation too so i enjoy asking the people i interview what motivates mm-hmm. them so that others will have like a collection of different motivating factors to use when they are at a low phase so what motivates you when you're going through a hard time what helps you come out stronger okay i think personally for me it just goes back to the cause again as i say the cause is the central driver of everything that i'm doing right like the cause is the forefront of everything that i'm doing so you really want to just go back to your cause remember why you're doing what you're doing and how far along have you come right because if you're obviously you've been working on that for a while and you have maybe rounded up a team or you have not rounded up a team it doesn't really matter you've been working on a cause you've been passionate about that cause been uh, going towards that so that should actually be your central driver you just want to just go back you don't need any magical potion you don't need anything that you know you don't need to go towards any courses i mean if that helps you that's still fine but what i'm saying is i think the main driver should just be simple remembrance why you're doing what right so when your life's purpose is clear with you i think that motivation just comes along you don't need to worry about anything and there might be days where you're down yes you know there's some days it's harder for me because i'm i work a full time job and i handle three companies at the same time and in four countries of course so it can put a lot of stress on me it can put a lot of toll on me sometimes it's very hard but some of the things that i think i rely on is cause being the number one thing and reliance on people who care about you reliance on people who are with you at the moment and they don't need to be your employees they don't need to be even part of the team that you're working with. just find someone who can motivate you someone who's been there for you in the past someone who can be there but just find that and just everybody has a particular way of motivating them so there's no general answer but i think for me personally what would do is uh, just the cause in the mind and just someone who can motivate you thank you so much for sharing your wonderful insights on the various topics we discussed today isaac is looking forward to partner with you again and we will be the change along with you absolutely it's a very it's a, it's a pleasure working with all of you just uh, you know young people and particularly young people because you guys are drivers for a change and uh, think you know not you guys we want to be inspiring a whole generation of people in getting them to where they need to be can incidents such as this right now you ask the question right so such things is what motivates us at the end so thank you so much actually yeah because we get that question all around and uh, you know many of the interviews we have done people ask that and i think that's that's one of the things yeah people looking out people just saying that you know what we hope and that i think is one of the main drivers too true 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 we're so glad to be one of the motivating factors that helps you do the work you do so thank you again and i hope you have a nice day thank you so much ankita thank you so much vishnu after it was a pleasure meeting you thank you guys thank you so much